looking back at the best of Saturday's racing from around the country and examining the big talking points of the day, this is Pass the Post. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for your company on Pass the Post for Sunday, the 27th of December. We have passed the post on Boxing Day. It was great to have Boxing Day racing back in the city at Eagle Farm, of course, traditionally at Royal Ramwick and Caulfield, but we skip here, there and everywhere in southeast Queensland, but we were at Eagle Farm yesterday, and Nathan Exelby, uh, I know we sound like broken records <laughs> over the past few weeks, but it was another great day of racing. It was good to be at Eagle Farm yesterday, wasn't it? And we'll touch on it shortly, but, you know, the four feature races, but the, this magnificent story of the Herovian keeps rolling on. And I tell you what, David, I'm not sure what you were thinking, but I thought that the story was about to come to a shuddering halt at the 200-metre point. It was, uh, uh, you know, from every perspective, whether you own the horse or whether you back the horse, but even from a broadcasting mm. point of view... And it was it was drama a fair way out. It wasn't like this was happening in the last 50 no. metres. That swarm of horses got to him and there was this four-way yep. duel over the last 200 metres. It was a it was a thrilling race. And of the four, I would have thought he's the one you least wanted to be on at that yeah. particular point. We talked about um, theatre last week with, with Isotope running down a away game. I think the Herovian... Uh, eclipsed mm. that that uh, that theatre moment. So it was another great summer carnival moment. We're only three weeks away from the Magic Millions. Yesterday, uh, some consolidated their claims mm. and some lost a fair bit of cast, I thought. Well, certainly the market was uh, shuffled around with the, the favourite running dismally, dismally in Shakiro. Whether he gets another chance now in a fortnight, we'll just wait and see. That option's there. But Alpine Edge took the step that uh, Connections... Uh, anticipated he would and he's now become a genuine contender. I think it was good to see the Eleonora win the Grand Prix, the, the, the favourite. He was the best horse in the race and it would be great to see him go on during the, the, the rest of this season. And of course, Roheron secured um, a wild-cut entry into the Magic Million snippets in three weeks' time by winning the Felvel on quality yesterday. They were the highlights. We're going to drill down on them and plenty else happening, of course, right around Australia. But... Let's go to this race. This was the Burnborough, a traditionally a great race. The Herovian was going for 11 straight wins and putters, well, they stick solid. They love him. He was at a dollar eighty. Here's the replay. Travelling by the 600 metres. Stitches had it all his own way in front. Galway getting closer and Ekaway. Nick and Ava striding up three wide at the turn. Now the Horovia just needs a run. There might be a rails run coming. There is a rails run coming. And Brad Stewart bursts on on the inside. And the Horovian went to the lead. Galway goes with him. So does Nick and Ava. Skate to Paris running a fair race out wide. The Horovian's full tilt. He's under pressure. He has to lift. He generally does. He's narrowly in front from Galway. Nick and over and skate to Paris. Four in line. The Herovian. Can he lift? Can he lift? He did. You little beauty. The Herovian from either Nick and Over, Galois, skate to Paris or Baccarat baby in what was an absolute ripper of a finish. Then Profit, Wapatee, well back Sikandrabad and Snitches last over the line. So 11 straight wins for the Herovian, 17 wins all up. And uh, he has a big cheer squad, not just his group of owners, but putters not only in Queensland, but right across Australia. And if you, you checked out on social media, you'd see all the raps the Herovian got. And I think it's the fact that, I think it's the fact actually these narrow winning margins mm -hmm. and these never say die performances that really get the putters behind him. 
yeah, it's it's a story that has so many elements to it. And like you say, he's got this great big cheer squad there and uh, they were there in huge numbers yesterday. Well, I tell you who are in huge, num- huge numbers, and they generally are because they're, they're a, a great family, the Massingham family from North Queensland, from Cairns. Warren Massingham is our special guest on on Pass the Post this morning. Warren, good morning. Did you celebrate long and hard last night, mate? Uh, yeah, good morning, Nathan David. Uh, no, I probably learned from the uh, <laughs> first couple of wins uh, to uh, control control it a bit and probably uh, the Boxing Day closed down and uh, kept a few <laughs> benches closed. So I think uh, I think we're home by about 8.30. It was a, a long day, but uh, an unbelievable day. You love your racing. Your family loves your racing. We'll talk more about that in a moment, but... Did you ever think you'd be involved in this sort of situation? I mean, just coming to Brisbane regularly, winning races, but the fact that, that it's not only just just you, the Massingham team, but everyone gets behind you. They love the horse. Oh, yeah, look, for sure. You know, we had uh, a, a nice horse 10 years ago, Magnum 44, and mm. sort of got through the same interests as this horse. And, you know, when he came to the city, we sort of we stayed at home and watched it. Um, we come once and we got beaten. Um, you know, and then when this horse got to the levels and, and went through to what he's done and we said himself, um, one, we sort of brought him to give it a, a, a bit of a try ourselves and then, um, you know, the last couple. But, you know, I, I fly to every one of them and, uh, you know, because you, when you've been in the game a long time, there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows. So you've you got to take the uh, take the opportunity while it's there. Was... Um there's no place to hide in that support crew of yours. Uh, there's plenty of ribbing that goes on, and uh, the person who was the subject of most ribbing after the race yesterday was your brother Stephen. He he sold out on the horse. He 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 gave up at the given up at the 200 meter point. He did, yeah. He was up high, and uh, he was with with Tom and them, and Tom gave him a bit of a ribbon all night. He said, "Oh, you fancy you, you know, you you you've jumped straight, just jumped straight out of the boat." He said, but. Uh, <laughs> Oh, look, I, I was probably in uh, similar similar things. I thought when we hit that, because it went so slow, and I thought, oh, this it's just not the race. That, you know, it's probably similar to the mile race last time. And the, the hardest part of, about him is, is I've been dying for him to sort of to get to that mile, sort of 1,800. I always thought that. But um, when he comes off these 1,400s or, or that, that, that 1,350 the other day and they have that explosive, that it was similar to the Cairns Newmarket, he... He just seems to be able to sit back and then use this electric turn of foot where yesterday it was, let's get to the corner and we all sprinted home. So you know, mm. those horses all sprint home their last sort of 400, 600, very similar. So it comes down to your courage and look, him to different other horses. He has that he has that extra special one, you know? Warren, uh, and, and that's the thing too. It wasn't like he hit the lead and something flashed later. So he's held on. They, as you said, the race was run at a moderate tempo. A swarm of them got to him, and then we had this battle, this four-way battle over the last 300 metres. It's one of the best races I've seen and called for a long time, and and uh, you, you can watch it now. It's a bit painless, but it, it was a pretty tense watch over 300 metres, wasn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. And that's when he when he sort of he, he didn't get to bottom out until the 200. Where normally he bottoms out a bit at the 400, and then he gets that time to kick into overdrive. Where it, it, it was right at the business end of the race yesterday when that happened, and I, I was I uh, wasn't 100 percent sure, but I must give credit to uh, my sister Aileen that works for Steve O'Day. She said, "No, he's coming back. He ain't finished yet." So then uh, I had to regather the reins and start riding again. Uh, so it was a uh, but it's just he, he, he's, he's, it's a bit like you go back to the days of Octagon and those you know he, that, those horses that just have that will to win whether it's a big a big margin or and it seems to be those small margins some of the horses do it's 
uh, it just captures everyone. And, uh, you know, I had texts from all over, you know, especially from Victoria, from Rock Douglas, and, and, and everyone sort of, you know, it's, it, it, as you said, it's just not Cairns people following him. Um, it, it's, it's, it's people all around, 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 around the place, which is, uh, it, it, for us as country people, it's fantastic. Warren, we know he races in the colours of Tom Headley, who's been such a great supporter of North Queensland racing. For, he told me he's been racing horses for 45 years, and he loves his racing. The, the family's obviously had a, a good association with Tom, but just talk us through the Massinghams. There's plenty of na- Massingham names in the ownership of it. There was five siblings there yesterday at Eagle Farm, so just talk us through that ownership group. Yes, I'm one of one of seven. So, um, so there's, there's the three of us from 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 the, the main family. So myself, Steve, and Cole, and then we have uh, Danielle, which is my oldest brother. She, she she trains. She used to train in her own right. So uh, when my dad had a license, she sort of started off uh, under my dad. So she she she's there. Uh, her partner Anton, he he rides him when he was in Cairns. He rode him. He's rode him uh, all his work. Um, yeah, so you know, look, yeah, very, very much so. It's a, it's a really good look. That was the, especially up until now, like every start he's had, me's come and Steve's come, and um, but yesterday was, and, and my sisters live in Brisbane, so they're and they're their immediate family. They're always there, so they've been the the largest cheering squad from sort of day one. But um, yesterday was my, my brother had a bad accident a few years ago, so he's sort of partly disabled. He, he we got him down early and. Uh, Danielle, she, uh, she usually has to stay home and do the horses. So Steve had organised someone to do them. Um, you know, Tom had got to wrestle Tom and get him on the plane. But I think he's uh, the more this horse wins, the, the more the more uh, uh, he's enjoying it. You know, look, uh, the Tom's a guy that's been around and had horses forever. But you can you can just see the the uh, thing, and he's a family man too. So you know, his son come yesterday, which was a first. Um, you know, so it, it was a. Really, like the pressure was really on yesterday because the whole there was so many of us. I think there was probably a real group of sort of 15 to 20 from from the north, um, where you normally there may be the five or the six. So, um, um, and I, I know my wife rang me at home, uh, you know, she, she hardly even used to watch the races, and and uh, my daughter's saying she was screaming at the TV yesterday. <laughs> so, um, she, you know, it's, it's amazing how these sort of things, um, Turn, turn family and you know and her friends that don't even follow horses are all having a, a five dollar or twenty dollar bet and you know it's not you have a two dollar pop you don't win much but it's 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 just the following that that he cre- has created you know what i like about this story as as well warren is that we know steve trained him to that magnificent sequence of wins up north he's had to relinquish the horses the training of the horse out of necessity yet he still seems to get just as much enjoyment out of these last two wins as he had in, in any any of the others Oh, you yeah, look very much so, and uh, look, um, great credit to uh, Toby and Trent. And you know, we brought the horse down. We always were the belief that he didn't cope uh, with that real hard training resume. And you know, when he come to us in Cairns, we believed, yeah, that he got that. That, but now that he's in that system, they've done a fantastic job uh, in, in that. And as I said, it, it's um, you know, owning him is just as good as training him. You know, it, 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 especially at this level and. Uh, there's probably more pressure on them guys um, um, on, on, on that. But, yeah, exactly. Um, you, you, it doesn't matter whether we're training them or owning them. It, it, you know, we, we cheer people's horses. That, you know, ping, the horses started the other day, the guys from, from Mariba. You know, we were on all on the TV cheering him home, you know. And mm. uh, it's all a, a bit of a family thing right across the thoroughbred, you know. Warren, it's been a great, it's been a great boost, uh, 
the Horovian, Paniagua. It's been a great boost for North Queensland racing. You've conquered North Queensland. You've conquered South East Queensland. <laughs> Do you reckon next year you might be booking a ticket for Sydney or Melbourne? Oh, look, we had some talks of a, an all-star. Look, and that's, that's, that's a dream. But um, just talking with Toby there yesterday, Toby really believes to see the best of him. You know, we need to put him in maybe this, uh, you know, something like a Stradbroke or a uh, uh, maybe a Duma 10,000 or, you know, and look, we, we're getting, we, we've got to step up to the big good boys and we all we understand that. But at the end of the day, he's now probably a 105 or a 106 mm. rater. So you, you, you can't hide forever. You've got to go there. And look, every time he meets horses that you say, oh, geez, they're, they're better horses and he, he finds a way to at least match them. So, you know, in that, in that we come down a bit in the weights, we... Like, like yesterday, if they were ever going to beat him, it should have been yesterday because he was a trot and canter to the corner and, and a sprint home. You know, if you watched him a month ago off that strong tempo 1350 race, that's when he's explosive. So it, it actually excites me to probably go to a group race and, and put him in a genuine race that's generally run and, and you know, can we take that next step? And, and who knows, you possibly could. Well, as we said, we pull up stumps after yesterday. This is uh, this has been a great ride, and it's not over yet. Congratulations to to the family, to Brad Stewart too. We've got to mention him. He's been riding this horse superbly, and of course, to what Toby and Trent have, have done with the horse after Steve handed him over to them. You, what what time are you going back today? Oh no, no, I'm uh, I'm staying there. My wife and uh, girls fly in today. Um, my wife come for one win the day that he, he fell in at, at Durban and she said, oh, that was too much pressure for her. So she said, oh, I'm not going again. So, you know, they fly today. So I'm, I'm at my sister's place and I'm staying in Brisbane for 10 days. Steve and Tom, they flew home at 9.30 last night. So they'd be a bit uh, rocky. Time, time we left the track yesterday, they were starting to celebrate a bit. So they would have got a few sherbets into them before the <laughs> 9.30 flight. So I'd imagine they'd be a bit rocky. They'd be a lot more rockier than me this morning. Well, you enjoy the day. And thanks for joining us this morning. It's much appreciated. Thank you very much. Appreciate your call. Warren Massingham joining It's one of the best stories I've seen for a long time. I yeah, mean, I, 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 I know we can say that because we can say it, but it is one of the best stories for so many reasons. Yeah, it is. And inter- you called the Cairns Amateurs mm. Cup win of his, which was spectacular. When did you sort of think at that time, well, oh, this is a nice story to this point? Or? What I thought was, and I, I did say, what I thought was when he won that race, it was a great moment for, for, for Tom Headley mm-hmm. um, and and the family, and he, he got that big bonus. I think it was $150,000. And you knew then that his future was limited in, in North Queensland. And I thought, well, he, he's the sort of horse that will come to South East Queensland and he might win, the, win one of those February, March 2,000-metre yeah, races. Yep. That's exactly what I thought... But I also thought on the upside, I thought this is a horse that wasn't like a has-been that went up mm. north. It was a horse that was lightly raced um, but and is still lightly raced. What's yeah. that, less than 30 starts, hasn't it? That was 30 starts yesterday. So, so, so you know, it, it, the horse is still lightly raced. Um, but to to be able to reunite with him, and, and as I say, it's, I'm being a bit selfish when I'm talking here, but everyone can enjoy it from a different perspective and that was one of the most exciting races i've called yeah, yesterday because of because of the the the, the whole theater around the horse and you gave justice to the moment too just listening to the replay of your call that was terrific and um added to the theater of it and um like i said it was good to be there at eagle farm witnessing what happened all right let's uh, turn oh, just before we do finish off on that 
and we didn't we should have probably mentioned this with with Warren uh, it didn't quite end when they went past the post <laughs> because all of a sudden the protest siren went up and uh, Michael Carr lodged an objection against the Horovian. His objection was that the Horovian shifted out to Galway, which shifted out to Nicanova. Yeah, he, he did shift out noticeably, the Horovian, but it didn't seem to impede Nicanova's momentum. I can tell you, David, I don't think they were that concerned about it. No, but I, I, again, uh, a bit of theatre. When you have to announce a protest decision... Yes. Uh, it's always, and you you know the result, and no one else knows it except the people in the yes. room. I like to watch them yes, waiting yes. around, and I said, oh, "Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, would you please note?" So all of a sudden, they say, yes. "Don't tell me the protest mm. has been dismissed," and there was a big cheer went up yes. too. Big I reckon it was not more than a minute that they uh, deliberated for. I think it was one of the most um, uh, popularly received protest decisions, no doubt about it, uh, with due deference to the connections of Nicanova. Right, let's uh, concentrate on Magic Millions. We're three weeks away, and this is always a key lead-up, the Group 3 Bruce McLaughlin. Shaquiro was the nominal Magic Millions favourite, the Breeders' Plate winner. He was set out at $2.25. Here's the replay. In the straight now with 3.50 left, Dorada. He's getting busy on Shaquiro, and there's not much gas in the tank, and Baby Wong raced him on the outside and hit the lead. Subterranean battles away, Shaquiro totally gone. Alpine Edge driving up on the rail, coming after Baby Wong. Baby Wong the leader. Alpine Edge the danger. Baby Wong, Alpine Edge. Alpine Edge going home a little better. Alpine Edge, one. Beat Baby Wong, subterranean third. Not sure about fourth. Astrologer or love and feel on her, then Ghost Rider. Shaquiro went shockingly and last over the line. Logo Mania. Alpine Edge shortened from $15 to $6 for the Magic Millions after winning the Bruce McLaughlin yesterday, and that followed a debut listed win in the feel and ready. So he's going to arrive at Aquas Park Gold Coast with a great CV. His uh, trainer, or one of his trainers, is Toby Evans, of course, in partnership with his son Trent and Toby. G- Freely gives his time to us here at Radio Tab. He's joining us this morning. Toby, first up, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Congratulations on Alpine Edge. We'll come to him in just a moment. Let's just um, clear off on the Herovian. Uh, did you... What were your thoughts down the straight? I know where you stand and generally and watch the big screen. What were you thinking that last 300 metres? Well, um, a general concern, like everyone I'd imagine, but... Uh, I knew his fight. I suppose when they got to him quickly, I'm sure they headed him. And, and then when I seen him start to fight back, and um, I knew the other horses were in for a bit of a fight, and and he just showed his true his true fighting colours. He's a, he's a winner, as we all know, and um, very hard to get past. So, look, it wasn't one of his best wins. I, I, I'll say that, but it was workmanlike. It was good. And it was a good race, you know. As I listened to you guys talk about the theatre and all, all that, it was a great call. And and um, the horse, you know, provided that that finish, and and uh, it was great for everyone. It, it it certainly was. So the question to you, and it's a question that I think Nathan and I probably ask ourselves: Where does he sit? Because every time we say when he wins narrowly, we say, "Oh well, next time it's a harder race, or it's this or that," and he wins again. So, so where do you think he sits? Well, I'm not sure he's, whether he's best at a mile either. I think I know he's won up up north from uh, you know a short course to to 2100. But in that grade yesterday, even though he had good weight relief from what he's normally carrying, <coughs> I think 
maybe just struggles at a mile. So I think we need to rethink about the all-star mile, especially sit down and work out whether he might might even be a, a you know a Stradbroke type, you know, and with the you know with the Seve Eagle Farm now he's won twice there. Um, obviously handled the track reasonably well, even though he's not hasn't been as dominant there in his two his two wins over there as he as he was at Durban, I suppose. But um, a race like that's not beyond him, I wouldn't think. I thought Warren Massingham made a good point about yesterday's race. It was just a jog to the turn. So when it is like that, it is difficult to assert your authority because they can all run home in those similar sectionals when when they've done no work to that point. And, and it, when it came down to a dogfight, he was the one that, that had the biggest will to win. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and that's a fair, fair comment. They did walk. They seemed to walk throughout the whole whole race. And then um, when he did slip up on the inside of them and, and, and shifted out to the better ground... Um, I thought he might have been a bit more dominant, but anyway, um, it is what it is, and, and he got the job done. That's the main thing, and, and um, we can we can try and dissect it, but at the end of the day, he's won and and, um, and a deserved winner, I think. Just uh, just closing off on the Herovia with the All Star Mile, it must be awfully tempting though, because he would be a great advertisement for that race, a horse that has a, has great popularity associated with him and, of course, the money involved as well and going away. He'd also be a shoe-in with the votes, David. That, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I mean, the, 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 there's no drama at all and, and the money involved. So I know what you're saying. So it must be... It's it's going to be a tough decision in some ways, isn't it? Well, it's probably not, it's probably not without... It could do both. You know, he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a gelding. You know, it's not. We're talking about March, the All Star Mile. He, he has a light freshen now and gets ready for that. Then, then he could come home for for the Stradbroke prep. You know, nice and fresh, and you know, and 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 go into that race. I wouldn't like a, probably bold to say he'd go into a Stradbroke first up, but he's very very good first up, as you seen over at Durban the other day, and he, and he is a little bit dour at his second run, um, as was evident yesterday. But um, you know, we could even get him ready for a straight back first up if we wanted to. So uh, fair fair bit of discussion to happen around that. So, But he could do both, I'm quite confident. But, um, you know, the All-Star Mile is going to have a horse like Russian Camelot. Um, you know, pretty solid field. But, you know, we can't hide from him. You know, he's, he's at that level now where I hear Warren commenting on his rating, which is which is true and accurate. So he has to, has to take that next step and have a crack at them anyway. Alpine Edge, um, all going perfectly for the, the the big dance in three weeks' time, and mm. you you indicated this year. This wasn't uh, you didn't hide this yesterday. I, I, I feel when I use this word, don't take this the wrong way. I, I sense a certain arrogance about uh, you and Trent's uh, decision with Alpine Edge yesterday. That if he won, he won. But this was also a, a learning experience along the way that he would be ridden conservatively and he delivered in spades. Uh, so the point I'm trying to say is you must have a very good opinion of this horse. Yeah, look, David, I, I, I thought he's winning win the film. I thought it was average. I thought he was entitled to win easier with the running. He had a soft run out in front there. And whether it was experience, fitness, you know, Eagle Farm, you know, going there first time is always, always difficult as well. Um, so all, all, all those things, I, I still thought the win was average and, and I, know, I know he had a lot more. I knew he had a lot more to offer. And all our all our work, pre-work with this horse uh, throughout his few preps he's had before he 
trialled and everything. We rode him nice and quiet and we've given him that chance to finish off behind, in behind horses and finish over the top of them in his work and that sort of stuff. So we were confident and we wanted to not be one-dimensional, like Hootson become one-dimensional mm. as a, as a two-year-old, uh, and then right throughout her career, she was one-dimensional, you know, and um, we, we never got that chance to, uh, you know, get that that other dimension of her, if I can say, because of the because of a great gate speed that she had. Uh, this horse is a bit different. Um, I'm not saying he's a Hootson in any way, shape, or form, but he is a he's a really really good colt and. Um, my experience is if they can relax a bit and finish off, it's it's uh, it's a big it's a big weapon to have. And um, he showed that yesterday. Uh, it looked a little messy early, but um, once once the uh, they all settled and got into their settling positions, um, he had a great run throughout and and was very very strong late. It is a stark difference between the two, isn't it? You went to the Magic Millions, I presume, pretty confident four years ago with Hoots, and even though she did draw off the track there. Will you go with a, a similar degree of confidence with, with this guy who's going to have a, a vastly different racing pattern to, to what she did? I suppose the best... They are, they are different horses. They've... Um, well, obviously, one's a colt, one was a colt, one was a filly, so completely different in that regard. But um, this guy's probably a little more, a little more versatile at this, at this stage. And um, we were able to... Uh, do that with him yesterday and find that other side to him so uh, look I think the best advantage we, we, we have here is us train our horse is trained on the track um, he's only got to walk across the road um, a lot of the others have got to get here handle the Gold Coast he'll handle it no problem whatsoever um, so you know he's, he's got a lot of pluses and the rest of them in my opinion have to you know have to get here in, in good good order and with COVID around in Sydney you know it's going to be a struggle for some of the trainers and staff to get here so look um i think we're in a really 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 good spot and um as long as he holds together and and, and the like you know he's gonna give me one of the hardest to beat on race day i feel well there's no doubt he, he's going to the races we alluded to earlier with the, the best cvs well at listed level and group three level two from two you can't do any anything more than that when 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 horses win um you know we 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 give them the plaudits uh, i like to drill down a bit further and sometimes i might be considered unfair or a bit uh, cynical but but the time 111.31 3561 have you have you looked at that yeah i'm not sure how fast the track was yesterday i, I, I agree I've got to be honest, it, looked, it looked to be kicking up a bit to me um whilst um and i'm not not going to be critical because i've probably been the worst critic of that track since it, since it, they put it in and um, although we've won a straight break there and, and won, won, you know, a lot of races there now, which is which is fine. It's taken our horse some time to get used to it. But I'm not sure whether that track yesterday was as good as the track they they, they prepared to uh, a couple of weeks ago when he won when he won there. Um, and it was evident by the kickback. Uh, so I'm not sure what what the what the answer to all that is. But the time. I'm not. No, I'm not too concerned about the time because he he raced back in the field. If he led them up and and ran one eleven three and and was flogged to the line to win, I'd suggest oh he's in a bit of trouble. He he you know he's he's got away with that race. You know maybe he's going to be better a bit later. So no the time time yesterday doesn't worry me. Um, what would have worried me if if he if he run them along at that at that thing and was flogged out to run one eleven whatever, um, then then they are in trouble. Uh, Toby, just ask, have you had more time to think about whether or not he would start again? in that week before the Magic Millions? Uh, yes, 
that, that option's there, Nathan, but I'm pretty confident he won't. I'm pretty confident he'll go straight into the race now. Um, I'll give him a really, really light week this week. Um, just to build back up, he'll head to the beach and, and do some do some rehab work there and uh, and then start building him up the week after. So, no, no, I don't think I'll run, but, um, you know, uh, the Gold Coast Turf Club are very, very good with the step with our, our horses leading into these races. They, of course, probably available, you know, almost most Tuesdays now leading into it for the for the Magic Me horses and they'll get him used to it now. So I think we can have him as right as we can with three-week break between runs. Good on you, Toby. Thanks for that, and um, congratulations with Alpine Edge and the Horovian. Uh, it's amazing. The previous Sunday was uh, an ordinary day at the office, but uh, such as the, the vagaries of racing, it can turn around, which it did in, in seven days, which we saw yesterday with your stable. Yeah, it's, um, you're right. It was, <laughs> we went home with a with a blank last Saturday, and uh, you know, well, Trent more so than me. He's very passionate, and <laughs> he's, um, his, knuckle, his knuckles are dragging on the ground on the way out, so... Anyway, I'm, I've been around long enough to know that a week's a long time in racing and um, things can go wrong. And uh, anyhow, we had a good day yesterday, and um, but I'm also quite aware it can it can turn very sharply. All right, we'll chat soon. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Bye. Toby Edmonds joining us. Let's get the perspective from the jockey's point of view. Robbie Fradrad, Alpine Edge, and he's on the line now. Robbie, good morning. Morning, David. Now you've been. Uh, uh, well quoted saying that when this horse won the feel and ready, you led by default. He pinged and, and the, one of the other favourites missed the start, so you were left in front and he won. But you would have been happy going into yesterday with the plan, and obviously it was a plan that was hatched with Toby and Trent, to ride him conservatively, to ride him quietly, and it paid dividends. Tell us about how he felt in the run. Yeah, David, he was it was our plan first up um, over the 1,000, but obviously he just pinged the gate so well, like I said before. And 1,002, you want to be right up there with them, um, whereas now 1,200, you're going the extra 200 metres. So, and it was a bit of a kind of sticky gate. So I said to Toby, look, I'm sure they'll be galloping along here. Um, you know, some of those inside horses will push forward, try and get a spot in the source. You know, I'll just come out neutral with him, you know, pop him in, get some cover. And um, it all worked out well, yeah, and he just switched off totally with me. But going to the start, he was just totally relaxed. So... I said, um, yeah, no, he'll switch off nicely today, the source, and um, let's see what he's got. Robbie, you trialled him at Doombin the beginning of December, which he won that trial. You've ridden him in, in both wins. Tell us the improvement he's made from that that first trial you rode him into to yesterday. Yeah, it's it's very big improvement. I mean, his first trial at the Gold Coast was a very soft trial. Um, so then when, when he went to Doombin, we did, Toby said, I want you to do more with him. Um, and I did, and um, since then it's it's been a huge improvement. Even from his first win to yesterday's win, I mean he's he's beaten the same horse basically. Um, and um, but it's been a huge improvement with the horse, and he just keeps showing us that there's, there's more to come from him, you know, um, because he's such a layback type of horse. And um, you know, there's always improvement with those kind of horses, and and he'll strip fit it. It's only a second start, so he'll strip fit it in the Magic Millions. Here's an interesting question I'll put to you, and it won't be your choice, but, well, I'm sure you'll have some say in it. Uh, we were just talking with Toby about, initially the plan was to run in the nugget the week before the Magic Millions, and then they deferred to the Bruce McLaughlin. Great result, good money, Group 3 winner. Would If you were the trainer of Alpine Edge, would you give him another run in two weeks' time before the Magic Millions? No, no, I don't think so. Um, 
you know, he's like, um, you know, the Gold Coast, um, when we go on a Tuesday, we gallop there on Tuesdays and mm. get the course proper. So we can give him a good hit out, you know. It's always that, maybe that chance you take where something could go wrong, um, you know, that that's close to the big race. And, I mean, he's won his two races now. He's um, So he's had the experience, which is good. And uh, we'll just, Toby, I'm sure we'll just put him on the course proper down at the Gold Coast, Gold Coast and give him a nice hit out um, maybe the Tuesday before. Um, and he'll know what he's... Toby's got all, you know, he's, he's a good trainer, so he'll have everything planned for the horse and I'll just leave it up to him. Robbie, we know you've linked with, with Jeff Lloyd in terms of management in, in recent times and Jeff still keeps his keeps himself fit by riding horses through work and Toby pointed out yesterday Jeff rode this horse in the lead-up to yesterday's race. Did Jeff give you a pretty good wrap uh, of, of how that track gallop went? Yes, no, Jeff, um, he just said to me, you know, he said to me, geez, Robbie, he said, this horse is so, he was so switched off, he's had to, you know, click him up, give him a little tap, tap down the shoulder to do any work. He said, um, but, um, you know, he's, he's the way he moves, he's just just such a good horse and um, an exciting prospect, Jeff said, um, just one of those beautiful horses you want to work and you want to wake up in the morning and go to work because there's always, you know, that, that excitement there that um, he can be anything. And, Jeff, you know, I've got, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I said to Jeff, look, you know, you do my rise, but you're going to have to do some work as well. I mean, obviously, I can't ride a lot of work. <laughs> I, was, I was going I to like, say. I'll keep you busy, keep your weight down. <laughs> did Jeff give you a complimentary book of uh, one of his books or did you have to buy it? That's, I'm, I'm still going to ask. I'm, 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 I said, I've been, I've been looking at the post box every day. I said, I haven't received mine yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been very low publicity. I haven't got mine either. <laughs> I'm exactly. No, we've got to talk to him. This is, this, this is wrong. Before we let you go, a uh, quick one. Toscanini ran well behind the Eleanor in the Grand Prix. Very good run, you know, first time over that trip. Um, great trainer, Karen, you know, and, and David, and, um, you know, great great trainer of stayers and all that, and um, I had no doubt the horse would see the trip out because um, I've ridden him before. He's kind of a laid-back type of horse, and, um, yeah, unfortunately, I had to go a little bit further back than I wanted to, um, guys, because I got trapped out there, um, and then the only option was to go back, and then I eventually got one off the rail, but I probably wanted to be two lengths clo- closer. But in saying that, the winner won well, and... Um, I think he would have been a hard horse to beat, um, the winner. But very good run for our, my horse. Top run, yeah. For sure and certain. Thanks for your time this morning, Robbie. No pleasure, guys. Any time. Only a pleasure. Thank you. Robbie Fred joining us this morning, who partnered Alpine Edge to victory, as we outlined, into $6. And Baby Wong, who ran gamely, mm. uh, $26 into $9. They were the upsides from the, the racing yesterday. The downsides were Shaquiro. Second last beat nearly eight lengths. Uh, what happens here? It all turned to, to from diamonds to dust for Neville Morgan and the crew in, in the space of 40 minutes, didn't it? With having won the race with Cucaracha, and he's now a $15 chance. Chris Waller told journalists in Sydney yesterday that the race that uh, that uh, Nugget race mm. the week before Magic Millions is, is a possibility, um, but there's no way he would go to the Magic Millions off a run like that. So I guess they monitor him over the next few days and then decide if they, they press on or if something actually does come to light. But I spoke to Martin Lenz, uh, the the vet, yesterday. He went over the horse and he said he could find uh, absolutely nothing wrong with him. Yes, he he, he obviously raced too keenly. He, mm. he jumped nicely and then he, he fired up and he went up outside the leader, but uh, he was gone a fair way Yeah, out. that's right. And, and it was, a, it was a, a soundly beaten margin of nearly eight lengths. 
The other, the third pick for the Magic Millions, Vandula Lass, she went under in Sydney as well mm. yesterday, east well, of $13. We'll have a listen to that that shortly. So so the bottom line is, despite not racing yesterday, mm. she's all classed the wild Magic Millions winner, has emerged as a clear favourite at $4 for the race in three weeks' time. And Alpine is the only other one under double figures at, at six, then you go out to, to Baby Wong at 11. Let's continue our look back at Boxing Day Racing at Eagle Farm and the Group 3 Grand Prix was another one of our main features. The Eleanor was a dominant favourite, 235. In the home straight, Atonement was the leader. On the outside, the Eleonora. He hasn't hit the go button as yet. He's waiting as long as possible. Mr. G runs on gamely. Dark Curie getting up to the inside. Soon afterwards, the Eleonora took the lead. Took the lead from Atonement. Mr. G still running on. Toscanini putting in as well. The Eleonora in front. He is flat to the boards, but he's the leader. It's the favourite in front. 50 to go. The Eleonora in front. Too good for them. The Eleonora beat home Toscanini. Third Atonement. Fourth, Mr. G and they all have their chance followed by Pure Deal then Hopkins, Mount Mort Shark Dark Curie, way beyond C. Marie Thrasher Dune 45, Ali Raj Ali Raj the last one home Yes, the any bad luck about the barrier was taken out of the <laughs> equation very, very swiftly when G-Boss was straight out of the barrier stall, straight onto the rail, box seating, always in control of affairs. Yeah, it was similar to what happened in Sydney the, the time prior where he crossed from the wide gate and was box seated in behind them and He's an interesting horse, isn't he? He certainly is. Let's talk more about him because Duncan Grimley, of course, is the, the racing manager for John Singleton. Uh, Duncan, congratulations on the win yesterday. It's nice to be able to, to bring a horse up here in the summer and win a, a three-year-old staying feature. So I think the Grand Prix's found its niche well where it is now. Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting placement for it, David. So, um, you know, a lot of times if we have a wet or if we have a wet spring or something, you're looking to get more runs into horses and give them a bit more of an education before the autumn comes on. So, look, it's, um, it runs on from the spare stakes at Newcastle and, um, look, it's obviously been a successful move. Duncan, um, Chris Waller indicated to journalists in Sydney yesterday that he'll be now put away and aimed at the, the Triple Crown in Sydney through the autumn. Um, is he a horse that, that you've always had that sort of a opinion of, that he could get to a high level? Um, he's been an improving horse. Nathan, he's, you know, he didn't jump out of the box and say, pick me, you know, early on. I mean, if you look at his form, he was a 40 to 1 winner in a maiden at Newcastle. So, you know, certainly that day we didn't have a great rap on him, but he won that race really well. Um, and he's just progressed as he's gone. He seems to, he seems to be still a big baby. Um, he got, he got very lost in the straight as though, you know, he got to the front very early and then ran around. It's just like he's just learning his trade. So, you know, he'll have to toughen up, and that was the idea, really, of bringing him up to Queensland as well, to sort of, you know, give him that experience and try and toughen him up for the better races later on. Yeah, I think I'm going to give myself one on the chin here because I said <laughs> in the call there he was flat to the boards, but, uh, you know, you, you, you make a judgment visually when you're looking at it, yeah. but, but, but obviously, uh, and Glenn Boss backed this up, and as you have this morning with your comments, that really it wasn't flat to the boards, he was just very immature and, 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 and running about. Uh, so, you know, I think, I think well, Glenn, Glenn's never short on a, a statement. He said he should could have won by eight lengths yeah. if he'd gone straight. I don't know if, don't know if it was that much, but but, but it, it, it could have been more. I wish he had won by eight, but um, <laughs> look, think, the thing with him was, I think if you look at the actual head-on, um, Glenn gave him just a little flick, mm. I think, at about the 200-metre mark, and, and he sort of came out two horses then. Then he gave him another one, he did it again, so... 
yeah, I think he's just. I'm not sure that he's that he's uh, you know got to the front too early. He's probably going to be a better chaser, um, but you know time will tell, and you know hopefully he'll when he starts meeting those better horses, he'll have better ring craft. Duncan, this guy's from the family that is the jewel in the crown of, of Strawberry Hill Stud. It's it's a family that's given John so much you know joy over the years, for, for want of a better word. He didn't go to a sale, this guy. I know there's a half-sister in the January sale, but he didn't go through a sale yeah. ring? No. Um, a few years ago, John decided he wanted to keep them all. And, um, you know, for two years, we kept everything that we bred. And this was one of the ones that... Um, that, that we end up keeping at that stage. So we very rarely keep our colts, and if we do, you know, we very rarely keep 100%. Um, but in this case, there was a change of business plan, and, you know, we've rolled with that, and uh, hopefully this will be the one that pays for the rest of them. It's a good name. It's named, is it named after a hotel? Yeah, it's named after a pub on the central coast at Gosford, so... Um, apparently it was humming last night, free beer all around. So. Great to <laughs> hear. than playing the races anyway. Good on you, Duncan. Thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. No problem at all. Thank you. Duncan Grimley joining us this morning. It's got a nice ring to it, the Eleanor, has yeah, it? Does. It does. I can imagine it was raucous there last night. Uh, we talked about Toscanini, a tournament leading. Mr. G, the one I liked, uh, uh, he, he loomed, but loomed. he wasn't good enough. Uh, he no. was he was sound, but 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 not good enough. We've discussed the Herovian, we've discussed Alpine Edge. Another feature was the Falvalon. And the feature of this race is, of course, the winner can secure a wild card into the, the big sprint race on Magic Millions Day, the Snippets. Godolphin uh, had the, uh, the wood on these with numbers and in the end had the wood on them with the result. Here's the replay. On the approach to the turn, 500 left to run. The Odyssey loomed alongside Plaguestone. They turned together from special reward. I saw it pushing out underneath it. They're followed by Viridine. And all of a sudden, Roheron starts to put in powerfully down the outside. But the Odyssey went for home, led by two lengths. I saw it has it within its sights. Viridine and Roheron still running on, particularly Roheron. They've still got to get the Odyssey. He's running on empty. He's still in front. 50 to go. The Odyssey, the leader. Roheron is flashing home, photo, photo, Roheron dived in the Odyssey, in the centre Isaurian third, then Viridine and special reward, chauffeur, tactical advantage, a smart edge, inquiry and playstone, lust over the line and Roheron will get up to win. Yes, Michael, Rod riding Roheron. Uh, Roheron and Isaurian went into the race both with unbeaten mm. first up records, one had to miss out, it was Isaurian and Roheron's win was very impressive. It was. He came from a long way back. It looked a hard race on paper, but the punters sorted it out. They they got it right with the Godolphin trio in sending Roheron out $4.20, and they very nearly pulled off a, a big price plonk with the, the Odyssey. I think $21 was bet at one stage, wasn't it, David? Well, it was, it was when we previewed, it was 19. Mm. It was 17 when I arrived at the track on the tab, and I think it finalised around 8 so $8, yeah. Nearly pinched it. It was a welcome return to form for him. He just hadn't been at his best for some time, but... It's clearly turned it around. And that's a great segue, a welcome return to form that Torrens won the first race. It mm. was the first decent winner I've tipped in a long time. <laughs> I think I've tipped, I think before yesterday, I tipped three winners out of um, 26 races or something, and they were all around twos on. So it's Lean been, Christmas Day lunch, it, was it for you? No, 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 that, no we, we never, we uh, never uh, <laughs> s, um, s, skimp on that. But uh, Luke Dittman riding Torrance for Ethan Ends. Be Splendor on the grass. Steph Thornton riding for David Van Dyke. Cook Aracha, you mentioned it. It 
just got home. That was a tight finish. Uh, Luke Dittman riding for, for Chris Waller. He would have won on protest had uh, the mm. photo gone the other way. And shooting for gold, uh, giving <coughs> Justin Huxtable a double. It won race five and then Justin went on Stampy in the last. A deserved winner, a horse who just missed out on the gateway would have been awfully frustrating, but... Stampy stamped his authority in the last race. So easy in hindsight, isn't it? That he runs this great race in the Gateway and um, gets sent out nine dollars, um, yeah. and and he wins like the, the Gateway run sort of suggested he would. So, and, uh, good luck to and them. they all. You must have a big following. All that money for Baller in the last. <laughs> I thought it turned out perfectly. I thought he rode him beautifully, peeled out, and I look at this. He'll just go straight past them and. The weight got him, but shooting the goal is probably worth touching on a little bit more, David. Um, mm. This comes through a Class 3, which is an unconventional sort of lead-up to Magic Minions. And they're going to run him again because they've been open. That they, you know, the 1400 is a big query for the horse and they feel the best way for him to or best chance for him to run it out is to run him the week before, just take that edge and freshness out of him. That's in one of those rising stars races. Well, they're a $250,000 race um, I think for three- and th- four-year-olds. 1,300 metres they are. That's right. 1,300. That's right, so. His, his margin was narrow, but don't be too disappointed by that if you're on him because, honestly, for a 1,200-metre race, they ran the first 600 mm. metres... 38. 38.2. It was like being at Albion Park Trots. They went so mm. slowly, but mm. uh, he, he had to pick up it. And he was, he was chasing home 05 Glory, who's a smart mare. So that was racing at Eagle Farm yesterday, a terrific day. We go there again, of course, this Saturday and uh, several races for uh, have wild card... Uh, uh, entries for the Magic Millions, like the Buffering, the Shootout. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Nudgy, is it? The, the Nudgy will be a really good race. We see the return of Kisakano in the, in the Nudgy against the Older Mares. Uh, the Vorogue Plate. Vorogue Plate, Which yes. uh, got a kiss, probably nominal favourite for the Vorogue Plate. Um, they're the four features there. There's a two-year-old 1,200-metre race and then other support races. Okay, let's take a break. Thanks for your company this morning on Past the Post. Hope you're enjoying the show. We'll come back and have a look at the South in just a moment. Past the Post on Radio Tab. Of course, don't forget too, next Saturday, January 2, we'll be broadcasting live from Eagle Farm in the morning on Select Racing. So looking forward to that. Let's go to the Royal Randwick meeting yesterday in Sydney. Traditional Boxing Day racing at Randwick. Now, Van Lass was considered a, a strong Magic Millions hopeful on the back of an easy win at Sandown on debut in a midweek race. She was set out the favourite in the first race at Randwick yesterday, but was pretty soft in the market. Let's listen to the replay with Darren. Approaching the home turn, it's Van Lass just in front from Rocket Tiger. Cochrane seems to have dropped the head a little bit better now in third on the inside of Vianello. Racing to the 350 metres, Rocket Tiger placed under the stick, trying to keep up with Van Lass, who's toying with it at the moment. Now Berry starts to nudge at Van Lass ahead in front to Rocket Tiger. They're two lengths clear from Vianello. Van Lass, Rocket Tiger is really in for the fight. Vianello late, Rocket Tiger goes to Van Lass, Rocket Tiger. Rocket Tiger wore down the favourite Van Lass. He didn't find a great deal, then Vianello Vianello third, followed up by either Extreme Time or Sing a Love Song for fourth, then Colour de Roy and Cochrane, who over-raced in the run, has drifted right out of it. Well, Van Lass's supporters would have been a little anxious before the jump, $2 out to $2.70 on face value. She had every chance. Well, she ambled up, didn't she? And then when the button was pressed, she didn't find an awful lot. And as I mentioned earlier, that's sort of her price. Uh, ease considerably for the Magic Millions. That was 1,100 metres that race too. So, you know, a strong or a, a strong 1,200 of the Gold Coast, mm. a pressure on 1,200 of the Gold Coast 
you would think uh, might find her wanting, but uh, the stable's too smart to discount totally, so we'll keep an eye on what they do with Vandula. That's whether she has another run or not before the Magic Millions. Let's go to the feature of the day, and this was the Summer Cup. Well, inside the 600 metres, Graceful Glamour just in front to Vatty on the outside. A length and a half to Spirit Ridge, who's just being felt for down the inside of Best of Days, peeling out and two further back to Lormiana. Graceful Glamour at the 350, leads by a length and a half. Best of Days moved up, squeezed Vatty and out. Spirit Ridge gets the run now. It's Graceful Glamour, a length and a half, Best of Days. Spirit Ridge is trying to balance up, is coming through the middle. A length clear from Lormiana. Three-way go, Graceful Glamour, Spirit Ridge bulldozing it way through best of days spirit ridge takes the lead spirit ridge just won it spirit ridge just from best of days uh, third between lormien black on gold graceful glamour then birda beck from primitivo no surprise to see him win in fact he was the favorite of three dollars 60 trained by mark newnham ridden by robbie dolan and uh, was well ridden, jumped positively into the box seat and uh, was the best horse on the day. He's having a great summer, isn't he, Mark? You know, having won the Villiers as well. That was only his fourth start in Australia, that horse, after starting out in Europe. I saw a win yesterday, earlier in the day. It was um, not unexpected. It ran at a short price favourite, Pinnacle Prince of the Highway. Mm, didn't it impress? This was the horse that ran uh, behind its me. Of course, was trained by Brett Kavanagh and Brett trains Pinnacle Prince. Only had the two starts. Earlier in the year, one at Scan on debut and then ran second to its me in a highway race. And had the extreme outside gate was a mile back, well, near enough to last the turn, made them down. So, put them to the sword. Yeah. Don't know what Brett's going to do there, but he's got a nice horse in Pinnacle Prince. Caulfield yesterday, of course, traditional Boxing Day racing at Caulfield, and the Lord Stakes was one of the features. Here's the replay. To the corner, 450 out. Paradis lets down on the outside of no effort. They quicken noticeably from coming around. Then Goldfield's under the bat. Behind those, Pancho. Rainbow Thief's trying to get into the clear. Tavadan still third last. Paradis went for home. 200 metres to go from no effort. Pancho coming around. Defibrillate Tavadan's late. Paradis with 100 to go from no effort. Defibrillate Pancho coming and Tavadan's. Defibrillate's the one. Defibrillate finishes hard and wins from Paradis. Pad Show, Rainbow Thief or Tavadance, then Mosh Music, Goldfields from coming around. Night's Watch behind those horses. No effort. Got tired and Pacadale. It's a horse who's only lightly raced with a very good strike rate, yet it went out at a very good price. $21 uh, defibrillate for Patrick Payne and Talia Hope in the ride. Never let it be said punting's an easy game. He gets beaten 5.7 lengths by Tavadance there at Packenham, mm. meets him worse at the weights and uh, turns the tables. Pandemic was successful in the Christmas stakes for Godolphin. Damien Oliver riding there. And I think we saw a very good horse earlier in the day. I know we can we can jump on bandwagons too early oh, sometimes yeah. with this horse, Ayrton. Uh, he uh, won a debut at Bendigo by five, and he was set out odds on yesterday and won by nearly five again. Ran a class record, I believe, as well. So he's destined for, for better races. Yeah, 121.96 was the time. That's a fast run at Caulfield, isn't it? Sure is. Well, that's our program for this morning. I'd recommend to listeners uh, to, to read the Sunday Mail today. Nathan has done a, a special feature. It's on page 77 of the Sunday Mail about uh, training horses and uh, working with horses and the time that's put into it and um, just the, the schedule we have at the moment in terms of night racing and twilight racing. I'll, I won't spoil the story. It's an outstanding piece of writing and really sums up what a lot of people have been thinking for some time. It's something that we've discussed on Press Room on several occasions, and you'll be hearing it again tomorrow morning. So I recommend highly 
that uh, that article on page 77. Mate, thanks for your time this morning and, and we will talk again tomorrow morning on Press Room. Yeah, look forward to that and hope the listeners have a good New Year's and we do it all again next week. We certainly do. We ain't stopping. Folks, thanks for your company. As always, it's appreciated and look forward to being with you next Sunday. Bye-bye.